When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. No, don't say Grunge became a noun. It seemed a way to pigeonhole a bunch of bands. Along the way, somebody decided to call it grunge. What is grunge? Does it involve a flannel shirt? Hello! Welcome to The Grunge. We are the podcast exploring sex, drugs, and rock and roll, man. I am Joseph Rose. And I am your co-host, Jeremy Jerry Wood. Jerry. You. Fuck you, man. Fuck you, Joseph. What's going on? It's a Wednesday. It's a Wednesday, everybody. We started off, I called Joseph. I mean, for us, it's a Wednesday. For well, them, for them it's, it's some other day. It's whatever we feel like it being. Yeah. So the, uh, I call it, uh, you know, to... I know we, we just had a great conversation. Now we're going to go into this. And as soon as you hit the button, I'm like, okay, fuck. That's all. No, over. We, we can talk whatever. Hey, oh, okay, I love it. We can talk more about anything you want. But we talked about earlier this morning is the Oculus 2099 or whatever the hell you're... What, what is <laughs> it's the, called the Oculus Quest 2. 2. The Oculus Quest 2. I had the Oculus 1. Yeah. And, I, and it really jogged a lot of memories about me owning that thing. Mm. You know, it was like, to me, I went to Best Buy and I was like, I knew... I knew what I was doing with it. I knew what I was going to do with this thing. You're going to get stoned and get into a virtual world. Virtual four-way. Pornography. Oh, it went right to that. Right to pornography. Yeah. <laughs> Believe it or not, that is not even really on the list of why I want the thing. Okay, well, you're, 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 whole, you're better than most people because that thing, <laughs> it is vivid, it is beautiful, and uh, recommend it highly. Oculus 2 Quest, please sponsor us. Now, is there <laughs> talk about all the specific porn made for the format, or yeah. is it just viewing regular porn? Well, they make it, and you can get it in all f- in like four formats. There's a box version of a VR there's yeah. your standard VR glasses, and then there's the Oculus. The Oculus is just hands down the finest version of that. Standalone, wireless. You're yeah, not connected right to on, anything. Right on your phone yeah. or whatever yeah. you wanted. You have to clip it in. It get at mine, uh, and I had a pretty recent phone. I had the Samsung Six. Well, no, no, this isn't the bullshit one with your phone. This one, well, I had. This the is a whole standalone phone. version. Well, I, I, don't I know, know what you're talking. I about. don't trust that, <laughs> but I, I, <laughs> I like the one with my phone. But it made the phone like super hot. Oh, okay. And I can't think of a time when you're more vulnerable than when you have headphones on and one of those oh, things Jesus. and one of those things and one of those things on your face. Sorry. Like watching porn coming into that. Like you are there's no way to explain that away. You are obviously in the digital world and you are a pervert. Because you've been uh, caught. Yeah, that's, but, that, but, uh, that's very true. Your shoes are beautiful, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. I just had to switch my shoes, guys. I had the old vans. <laughs> so I had to switch over to the new vans. I don't know what else you do on the Oculus. The new vans are not even new vans. I've had them for like a year. 
I got some new shoes. I got a bunch of shoes. I went to DSW today and got some good shoes. DSW, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, nice. Discount shoes, man. Nice. <laughs> um, what else, Jerry? We were uh, we discussed a little. Oh, oh. Guess this is relevant. Yeah. I experienced a little bit of DMT recently. Mm-hmm. Um, For the people who don't know, what is DMT? Dimethyltryptamine. Right on. Now you know. Uh, it is an organic psychedelic. I've discussed it quite a bit, probably. And I had a little DMT experience. And it was a little DMT experience, I would say. It was short. It wasn't, I don't know, on the scale of DMT experiences. It wasn't wild near the high end of crazy. But um, that was almost sort of part of it. So I had my little DMT trip. I didn't have a whole lot of very specific intention when I went into it, um, but I did it. I had my environment set a certain way, and I went ahead into my little DMT experience, and and it got underway. It started happening, and I was in it, and I was enjoying it, but some sort of thought came in. That was like, um, I don't know how to phrase it exactly. Like, I, I think I had a thought, something like, I'm digging this right now. But if most people experienced this, their fucking mind would be blown beyond belief right now. You know? And that's just because I've had a lot of DMT experiences and, and whatever. And... And the moment I had that thought, which was an accidental, innocuous thought, right? It was just a realization of like, this is rad, but man, I bet if people saw this, they would be freaking the fuck out. And that's all it took. And immediately when I had that thought, I reminded myself of, whoa, don't let yourself take this shit for granted. Like, don't let something that is truly so fucking wild become mundane or get taken for granted or, you know, not appreciated. And that immediately blossomed into all these thoughts about being appreciative for things and expressing my appreciation for things and people more often and and reminding myself of what I have to be appreciative for and and in the ways in which I'm lucky or privileged or doing okay, despite how often you can, you know, certainly myself, I I can let myself get depressed about things or stressed out or this or that or take things for granted over a period of time. And so it was just this whole reminder of, uh, of that idea. Like, and it, and this happens more often than you might think, something very literal happens with my DMT trip, like related to my DMT trip. Like like I'm seeing a thing and I have a thought, or it doesn't work as well, or this or that. Any just little real-life thing that can happen related to that trip, then when combined with the effects of the DMT trip, turn into thoughts and lessons and messages and and more intangible stuff but it's valuable information that I've been able over the years to translate into 
tangible shit that I can use to, I think, improve my life or, um, you know, or the way I feel about it. And that's my story. Oh, well, that was nice. <laughs> I talked about 3D pornography and you just uh, went on an earth real trip that made, said be grateful about people. That's a, yeah. there you go. I wish I, wish, I wish I knew there was a theme. I would have <laughs> said something else. I'm sorry. <laughs> also, fuck you. No, hey, fuck, fuck you. All right. I appreciate you. Yeah. <laughs> hey, guys, thanks for joining us here today. Whenever it is you're listening to this, maybe on a Monday, um, whenever, wherever. I don't know when and where you listen because you sons of bitches won't send me pictures of you listening mm. to the show like I've asked for so many times. Uh, yeah. I have asked all of you guys, send us, please, send us a selfie. What are we? 100? Of you listening to the show in the environment in which you normally listen to the show, wherever that might be, at home, at work, in the car, fucking nude what, with con- your partner. I don't care. Country, anywhere, we, anywhere. Just do it. We've been, we have 160-something hours of this shit. We're not making enough money. Just send pictures of yourselves. Yeah, send us pics. God damn. Just do Men, it. women, children, whoever you are. Don't send pictures of children. Well, no, I don't mean of children. I'm saying if you're a kid some, they, and you listen to the thing sitting on the sidewalk, outside, whatever, just send us a... By, by all right, way, fine. If you're a kid, don't send us pics. Yeah, yeah dude, seriously. <laughs> but by the way, didn't a child just tell me to fuck off? That's true. We yeah, did the, have the, a the, young uh, teenage listener. A teenage listener said, that, uh, try harder? Yeah. He did tell Jerry to try harder. <laughs> I think he did say something about he's glad you lived. Yeah, he's happy I'm alive, but right. I'm not as good as the guy and try harder. <laughs> right, right. Thank you, uh, Charizard, for the well wishes. <laughs> um, so, all right, yeah, I don't know. What was I saying? Thanks for joining us. Today, we are going to be discussing a band that I love so much, and I think you are rather fond of as very, well. Very fond. Faith No More. Top five lead singer in my book of all, the t- of all time. The album we're going to talk about today is called King for a Day, Fool for a Lifetime. Yeah, did you hear why they did I was listening to an interview as to why they named that. You why, tell me, Jerry? You tell me. You have the facts. I just didn't want to, but why no, they no, named go it. go on. They said it was more of like a, you're, you're, you're in your dream state. You're more of a king. You yeah. know, uh, like like you're everyone's a fool. You're always going to be a fool. You know, but in in in, in private moments and in subconscious moments, much like we're talking about with the DMT, like you talked about, like in these little moments, you're sort of a hero. Then you wake up, and then you're just really, and then and, and then real life intervenes. And, <laughs> I, I don't know that I would say that, but and then, well, no, there's always there's shining moments in everyone's life. Sure, but it was such a, it was like I never thought I I thought that it's not a. It's not a made-up term. They didn't make that up. That's always been a thing, you know. What? King for, king for a day, full oh, yeah, for a lifetime. Yeah. Oh yeah, sure. You know, and it, that's always been a thing. But the way they explained it, I was like, oh, oh no, all right, <laughs> no, no, that makes sense. And and if you listen to the lyrics of this album, there's some biting shit on this. Yeah, you know, like some like like well, I won't go into the songs because there's this there's my favorite my my favorite Faith No More songs on this. Oh album. yeah. Mm-hmm. So. When and where did this album enter your life? Well, after Angel Dust, it was hard not to get the second album, the third, the other so album. So you were just on board for Faith No More well, from board, that point. And in 95, and then I found I discovered Mr. Bono. So I, that's when my, my Mike Patton thing. Again, this is hip-hop. Mike Patton invaded <laughs> my hip-hop life. I'm wearing a nice cube shirt today. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I love hip-hop. And so somehow Faith No More uh, shunted their way into that. Shunt. Shunt. I got that word from a movie called Society. Hmm. Where they just sort of melt into people at the end. And <laughs> wow. the sh- just watch the see- guys do yourself a favor. Go on YouTube, look up society shunt, and you will see the craziest shit you've ever seen in your life. 
It's part. It's sweaty. It's milky. It's very weird. There's a huge finger. Get used to it. But there, <laughs> get down with that. But yeah, man, he. It was. I mean, that's when I found him. Uh, just, just, just. Mr. Bungle led into that album because yeah. they they had an album previously, like nineteen nineteen ninety. Uh, I forget when that was. Fuck it. <laughs> okay, Jerry. Uh, okay, you want to know about some stuff? Whoa, we have. Don't we have to talk Whoa. about the website and stuff? Yeah, Jerry. Know. All right, I'm just saying. Yeah, we do. I have. I also have. Uh, you have some information. I have the setting of the scene information. All right. Well, before we get into any stuff, before I forget, let me just tell you the business. All right, guys, go ahead and visit thegrungepodcast.com. It's got links to the fucking Instagrams, Twitter, Facebook, but the one you really really need to pay attention to guys is the button that says some version of join the Patreon. You want to click that and you go over there and you give some money. And on our Patreon channel, we do bonus episodes. It's weird to have to say this every time. Cause oh. I feel like we're just saying it to the same people, but obviously new people new join. People. We, we have to act like this is a new show every time. Yeah. So I mean, not act. we have a great Patreon where we do really no bullshit. A stupid amount of bonus episodes. If you, no yeah. podcast does what we do. No podcast does it no at all. No one in their right I mean, mind would do the amount of shit that we do. A Patreon is supposed to be little bits of back, backstory yeah, It's a little extra something. A little, little something. It's a little extra. You're paying the monies to, to hear that and, and perhaps get your name shout out once. Our main show is on the Patreon, and then we treat this as basically a little advertisement. No. Like, this is the little extra stuff. We're building value, but like, there's, yeah, I mean, this is, this, we have more of an intimate. Patreon's experience. better. Yeah, Patreon's better, but there is an intimacy that comes with this. These Zoom meetings are like the same people and, and, and new people every time. It's yeah, just, Jerry will get his dick out on the Zooms yeah. that we have with these patrons. I better have a v, my VR goggles, my <laughs> headphones, and I will. So, all right, join the Patreon, get a shit ton of bonus episodes and all kind of Jerry business. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you got over there, little Jerry? So this, came, this album came out in 1995, March 28th of 1995. Uh, well, I guess I guess I'm not going to read that bit of information. <laughs> yeah, well, that's why it's, we sort of have to learn how to fun- <laughs> yeah, structure right. this. It's all right. But, all right. Well, hold on. All right. Just in case you're going to ruin a lot of my information, sure, let me mention a couple things. Good. We have an upgraded patron. Oh, oh, we were just talking about Patreon. Look at that. I did not know that. Segway. We don't have a brand new patron, but an upgraded patron. So this person found so much value on the five dollar tier that they willingly chose to upgrade to take advantage of the perks of the $10 tier. Mm-hmm. And one of those those perks she's taken advantage of right off the bat. Ms. Darcel Ruff. Oh. Has taken it upon herself to join the $10 tier and she's already requested an album. I'm not going to say what it is right now. It's not that time. Yeah. But she has put in her request. On the $10 tier, you get to request an album, any album in the world from any time. And we'll do a whole whole episode about it, mm-hmm. just like this, you know? At your own risk. At your own risk. <laughs> I've got so, Darcel, we love you. You're the greatest. Thank you, Mrs. Darcel. Thank you. We're going to we're gonna do that album, and we're going to do it in just a little bit. Should I read letters, or do you want to do information? Read letters. I mean, we'll set the, read the letters, and we'll okay. set the scene. We got a few listener emails. I think I have just three. Mike Hallfelder. First, know. let me say I love the podcast. My two favorite bands are Alice in Chains and Soundgarden. I still, to this day, can't pick one of them over the other. I love the vocal harmonies of Alice in Chains and love the odd feel of Soundgarden songs. From a technical playing ability, I would take Matt Cameron over Sean Kinney, just my opinion as a drummer. 
I would take Chris Cornell over Lane as I love Pete Cornell vocals. Anyway, it's just an idea for an episode. If you guys were to compare these two bands as I think they were the best bands to come out of Seattle. We never had a versus. We've had we've talked about them fighting each other and yeah. who would win. Who did we who came out on top on our who would win in a fight? I think the drummer from Alice in Chains, I think. No. So, there was Chris Novoselic. He <laughs> I think we had powerhouses. So I think no, as a band, no one from Nirvana survived, and right. I don't think I don't think Pearl Jam got through it. I think it was it was somebody. It was, I believe it was. Somebody I think from Nelson as Chain. a band, I could be wrong. I have to go back, but I think the final bands it, it came down to Soundgarden versus Pearl Jam. Really, Pearl Jam got through. Yeah, those are those are beefy. Think guys. about it. Yeah, beefy those cats, dudes were yeah. like Alice James is pretty wafy, and they yeah, were I mean, heroin the heroin. whole deal. <laughs> um, and I think. I don't remember who won. Maybe it was Soundgarden, but they only had four dudes. I don't know why I always look at the Alice in Chains drummer as like the alpha. He's the guy to you? He's the guy who would beat everyone's ass. I'm Ben Shepard will fuck him up. I will. We'd have to do you a know. talk. We'll do a show. Uh, yeah, we'll see what we can get into. We got another one from Pete Down Under. He says, hey, Joseph and Jerry, the Throwing Copper episode was a nice trip down memory lane. I loved the shit out of that album when I was a teen, although I would have to agree with Joseph's view of the band having an adult contemporary vibe. Mm. It's been a good 10 years since I listened to the album, and it still sounds okay to me. I've heard live being referred to as a Christian band, which would explain the non-offensive sound if it is true. I saw these guys at the Sydney Entertainment Center around 1996 during the Dolphins Cry tour, and they were terrible. It's the only time I've seen a support band outperform the main band, and the support band in this instance was Sugar Ray. Read into that what you will. I hope Jerry's feeling better. I'm thinking of him whilst having a few cold ales on a warm summer's afternoon. Take care. Thank you, Pete. Much appreciated. Thank you, Pete. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, We've got one. Sugar Ray out there live. Yeah. Yeah, I would not go to that concert. That's an album we won't even touch. <laughs> There's we no part of that concert that I, you can get me to go to. I will leave a room if Fly gets played. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we don't need that. Uh, oh, this was a good one. Jerry, you're going to love this one. Uh, we got one from, I, I think, a Ms. Danny G. Danny with an I. Hi, guys. I love the show, and for the first time, I actually watched a couple episodes on YouTube for the hell of it. Joseph is actually pretty cute, and Jerry is kind of cute, too, in a weirder way. <laughs> but I have to say, Jerry, you do need to get your shit together. As Joseph likes to say, you have a daughter. Anyway, love the show. I'm glad Jerry isn't dead yet. Love, Danny. Well, thanks, Danny. <laughs> Thank in a you, weird Danny. way. Well, you, get, you got any you send pics? <laughs> yeah, but yeah, Danny, uh, tit yeah. for tat here. Let's yeah, send I mean, some you, pics. You got me all over you. Yeah. Uh, you want me to read album facts? You got some facts? What do you got, Jerry? We'll just set the scene of what was happening in March of 1995. Yeah, yeah. What else had, was uh, going on? Uh, the movies that came out, it was Outbreak and Major Pain, but the big ones are Usual Suspects. And Outbreak Casino. was a good one. I love that. Outbreak is appropriate now. That's why I, that's why I put it there. Mm. And then uh, Casino came out. So legit? It, it was a real legit? legit, real legit movie. But apparently these were big. This was a big day. For like albums, I only got like ten. Same release day. Same release day, or within the three day span. Okay. There's a Spin magazine uh, article about this day being huge, and they had a bunch of other albums. What like, they have? They go, so ODB. This is my personal favorite. Old Dirty Bastard. Return to the Thirty Six Chambers. Mm. Great album. Recommend it. Top ten in my book. This is a band you don't like at all. Radiohead. The Bends came out that day. Yeah, came they can out. Fuck off. But Silverchair's Frog Stomp. Sweet. Uh, and then I put these two bands together because I this we talk about adult contemporary. Mm-hmm. These guys defined it. 
It was the Goo Goo Dolls, a boy mm. named Goo, and then Collective Soul. Mm. And these two bands followed me my whole life. And I was like, I never could you. tell you the difference between those bands back in the that's day. That's what I'm saying. A song came on the radio. I'm like, yeah, that's Goo Goo Dolls I, or I think they that did other one band. City of Angels. They did that. Uh, I don't I want the world to you. see me. That, that was a big one. Uh, Joan Osborne's Relish. Love we it. We talked about that. Love it. Uh, Mud Honey's My Brother the Cow. Fuck them. And Skid Row's Subhuman Race came out in twenty mm. on the twenty fifth and twenty. I saved that for you. I'm for going to have to visit that album. Mm-hmm. I've never been a it's, fan of it. I've hardly ever heard it. It's in the timeline. If you could believe it, as much as I love the first two Skid Row albums, and I really love them, um, I never got far into that last album. And it's an anomaly. It's the last album with Sebastian Bach on vocals. And Sebastian, like they tried to be more grunge, or they were maybe pressured to be more grunge. Well, we talked about that was a that was a phase that these yeah. bands are going. Through. And at that time, I remember Sebastian. You know, many years later, when he was describing that time, he recalled feeling embarrassed about his vocals, mm-hmm. like his pre-existing vocals, which is ridiculous because he's so off the charts, amazingly great of a singer. But stylistically now, that wasn't the popular thing. Well, you think that. I mean, they were on top of the world. They were killing it. it. They were killing it. And then this came around, and now all of a sudden what they were doing was passe. That's got to be a terrible feeling. Yeah. You know I mean? Yeah, and so they made some probably half-hearted record trying to to be what they weren't. What are the names of the the previous two albums? The Uh, the the, first one is self-titled. Second one is Slave to the Grind. Slave to the Grind and Subhuman Race. Yeah. It just seems... And it's like a real boring, stupid album cover. Everything about it, yeah. That's insane. Yeah. And and, and it just... just, I can't believe a man like that would be ashamed of his voice. Because if I sound like that... With a voice like that, I would fucking kill for a voice like that. Oh, and let me tell you, I've got... I'm I'm not going to give anything away due to privacy concerns, but I've gotten uh, contacted... By listeners of this show, let's say, Mm -hmm. specifically about Skid Row. And I am not joking. I have opened eyes to Skid Row, and apparently it has taken hold. Mm. People are listening on their own and enjoying the fucking Skid Row. Well, I'm glad. That was one of our finer episodes. The top hits on March 28, 1995, were Take a Bow by Madonna. Creep by TLC, mm. and This Is How We Do It by Montel Jordan. Montel Jordan. Monday, good stuff. News Radio and Sliders premiered. Julia Roberts and Lyle Lovett split up. That was a thing. It's unfortunate. <laughs> Easy e died on March 26th. Mm. Uh, and I only put this here. Oh, and then uh, on March 21st, New Jersey officially dedicated the Howard Stern rest area. <laughs> and then um, King for a day, full for a lifetime is the fifth studio album by San Francisco-based Faith No More, released on March 28, 1995, by Slash and Reprise Records. It was their first album recorded without longtime guitarist Jim Martin. The album showcased a greater variety than the band's usual heavy metal leanings, with Rolling Stone calling the result a genre shuffle. Mm -hmm. I never would have really categorized their pre-existing sound as heavy metal, but I guess I get it. Following Jim Martin's departure, Trey Spruance was brought in, brought on to perform on the album, having also been in Mr. Bungle with Mike Patton. Production of the album was further marred by the band suffering a car accident and by the absence of keyboard player Roddy Bottom, who was affected by the deaths of both his father and Kurt Cobain, whose asshole wife was his close friend. Spruance was replaced 
on the supporting tour by the band's former roadie Dean Menta, etc., etc. Critical reception of the album had been mixed, with varied genres being cited as a detraction by several reviewers. The album earned the band two Bay Area Music Award nominations. Uh, finally, guitarist Jim Martin began skipping practice sessions with the band during the Angel Dust recording sessions. Having grown dissatisfied with their new direction, he also reportedly stopped writing new music at this time. He was later fired via fax. <laughs> via fax. <laughs> by, uh, I believe it was bassist Billy Gould. The fax is loud. Yeah, it's a it hell of a, a 90s long, way to get fired. It takes a long time to happen. You're just watching it. Go back Track number one is called Get Out. Oh, they shit on Jim Martin <laughs> in interviews. In the show oh, yeah. over. This uh, song felt. I didn't appreciate it at the time. Yeah, but then like come. Six years later, everyone sounded like this. Like, I, I thought this, this was ahead of the time. Ahead oh, of the time. They always were. And, and I, it can't be said, and I'll, I'll say it once and I won't harp on it. The range of Mike Patton's voice. Oh, yeah. It, he can do everything. Oh, he's on display on this album. He is. And Boy. It, Wait, you guys, if you don't know this album yet, seriously, you are in for a wild, awesome ride. Every song is just so different from the next one. It's, it's very But yeah, he, he can do the absurd well. He can do serious well. He can do sad well. I mean, just, just he can put a mood out there to adjust his voice. Yeah, they, it's, they're it's a rarity. so good. Crazy, underrated band. Mm-hmm. And when they were, I was listening to interviews where they were just busting up Jim Martin. Yeah. Only because yeah. He, he was just so lifeless at the end of angel dust like he didn't you know yeah he, he i he think he was more of a traditional yeah. metal guy i he think he just wanted to you know he was a little freaked out by all their horse shit right. they were getting into and when they got trey it was such a big uh, 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 breath of fresh air apparently for and them for, for them yeah. because they could have a, a, a guitar player that could bounce things off of yeah pat was familiar with this so he did most of the way he did most traded most of the recording right and dean did the touring because yep. the trade didn't want to tour right and you can hear it, the guitar sound from previous albums. Of, I won't say the name of the band again. <laughs> but yeah. And Roddy Bottom was not on this album. Um, he's just mostly absent. You know, because some of the best keyboard work is, is, yeah. is on this album. Track two, Ricochet. I no, no, there, there's, you know, honestly, there's a, a bit of just a lack of keyboard stuff generally on this album. There is, but some of the yeah. best. That, yeah, yeah, mean, yeah. It, it, yeah. The fifth song is where I'm talking like this. Some of the best, most well-timed sure. music I've ever heard in my life. These are the only two songs I thought were samey. You know, and they aged well. Hell yeah. Mike Patton still looks good. Billy Gold looks yeah. like, you know, we could hang out. Billy just doesn't even look like the same guy. No. Billy now and Billy when Faith No More came onto my radar, unrecognizable. Oh, yeah, he got, he got older. <laughs> he got real old. 
Yeah, he's all right. He, lo- he does look okay. He doesn't he look bad. Good. He just looks not at all like the same he's guy. Got a sensible haircut now. Yeah. You know, nice goatee. <laughs> I'd rather be shot through my face than hear what you're about to say. <laughs> As I was saying, like, <laughs> every lyric can be dissected on this album. It's a great one. Yeah, I, 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 I concur, though. Like, listening to us, listening to it, it's cool. And always do that. But seriously, <laughs> just just go out and listen to this without us oh, yeah, over yeah. it. Do yourself a favor. Contractually obligated to do. If we don't talk, we don't get the big bucks. Yeah, baby. 16 big dollars after everyone takes their cut. <laughs> I just can't. I can't wait till we get the lyric. Kick you. Kick you. <laughs> <laughs> I, want, I just want to hear that. It's not on this song. You don't know that you didn't know the Lyle Lovett, uh, whatever her name was, thing. I knew they were together. <laughs> I always thought uh, I wouldn't have remembered 1995. <laughs> Julia Roberts. And always to me, that was like, hey man, there's hope. Because yeah. I am oddly, weirdly attractive. <laughs> and so, like, you know, like Lyle Lovett out there. Did say you were cute, though. Yeah, in a weird way. Weirder. That's fine, in a married way. So the. Uh, <laughs> but he was a hero to anyone who outkicked his coverage. She did also say. Joseph was something like Joseph was actually kind of cute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the expectation was that I wouldn't be. Like, what's oh, up with that? If anyone else listens to any other podcast and then they look at the guys who do the hosting, yeah. they're ugly. <laughs> Is that a thing? <laughs> Are they? Fuck you, other podcasts. I mean, we're the best looking and the number one <laughs> podcast. We're weirdly cute. <laughs> we're I'm weirdly attractive. Yeah. Like a like a puffin. Yeah. <laughs> like a little puffin. A little puffin. Little Jer. Little Jer's cute. No mish. I had to include that one. I, I, I appreciate it. You didn't include the one where the guy's like, fuck you, try harder. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> I like to. Do that. And it seems to be the most inclusive of the... I mean, Angel Dust is great, but I think everyone was sort of finding themselves there. Yeah. Because there was such a departure from real thing. And this is more, this feels more inclusive. Like, everyone seems to have a say. And I'm not even, even before the interview, I was like, there's a lot of different songs on this. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I don't, I don't have all the, I didn't really dig into writing credits or anything. I don't really know about that stuff, but I know it sounds good as fuck. Yeah. I love the album, the album part. I, yeah, I always used to get it confused with the KMFDM album. Similar vibe. Very. And it's a, it's a. German Shepherd with the and everything's red except for the German it's Shepherd like a cop and, cop, and, and a dog. cop and a dog. But it's like a weird illustration. KMFDM-ish, if you understand yeah. what that means. Blocky. Going on to track three, Evidence. My favorite song. Favorite one. One of my, my I think my favorite Faith No More song. No shit. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love, um, I love Yeah, this has a lot of shit that you're into. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jazzy, man. Smooth. Yeah, this is a real good one. I mean, I heard this and it blew my mind. Yeah, they are smooth, man. They, they wanted can. to be fucking smooth. They could kill it. We talked about no doubt, just being so like accomplished musician. 
These are guys who are forged. Yeah. These are masters here. Formed. Yeah. This whole thing. No one's overstepping their bounds either. I'm like Pat doing stupid shit. <laughs> you know, you know yeah, everyone's doing it right. What does he say there, though? Really? Peace of the circumstance? That's right. This part, I love this part. Wash it away. Fucking awesome. So good. Damn it. <laughs> you got that jazz guitar in the background now. Everything's so good. Billy Gold's fucking mm-hmm. subtle bass. Just, it's harmony. It's perfect. I want to cry. Lyric too, like I didn't feel a thing. You didn't biting. Look in the eye, testify. I'd love to see this live. You, you, you've seen these guys live before, right? yeah. yeah. I saw them live in '98. And then I saw him live just a couple of years ago. Yeah, 2015, I think, right? Awesome both times. No, Sid, no, after 2015. Oh, wow. Yeah. You won't feel me. Yeah, after this, they sort of fell off the album. Not this album, but like, they made other albums that were. Uh, they made one album after this, yeah. album of the year in '98, I think it yeah. came out maybe, and then they broke up. I don't remember a lot of album of the year to be honest. We'll get there. It's so wild that they can be so good at so many different things. Genres. It, 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 yeah. It's a genre. They just reference. go style for style, just just being weird. If they did a shit. whole album like this, it would have gone platinum. Yeah. <laughs> they would have been up there with John Tesh. I'm going to keep on bringing up on this podcast. John Tesh. Is he alive? I, I'm sure he is. He has the power of Christ. That's true. He can't be killed. He's also like a giant. He's like seven feet tall or something. Yeah, he's large. He's an entertainment tonight. With some banging bro, with some banging blonde chicks, every time. Disgusting. They were hot. Disgusting. Entertainment Weekly. I don't judge like, women like that. No. Fucking. All right. Massage they were weirdly attractive. <laughs> <laughs> 
simple as that keyboard staff. They could have done so much more and they would have ruined it. Just, just, just making it right. Beautiful. Trey, Dean, whoever. Track four, The Gentle Art of Making Enemies. (laughs) Fuck it up, Jerry. (laughs) This is a great song. Billy Gold's bass sounds fucking gnarly right here. something else <laughs> the only band i can tolerate time changes like that <laughs> suit wears you this year you'll sit and take it and you will like it it's the gentle automation <laughs> i don't know if this really i don't want to talk all oh, this part's great So crazy. They let him be that creative. Yeah. Like the band could have been like, "What, yo, dude? This is what I'm talking about the, the crazy Mike Patton shit." They could have been like, "Yo, just, just sing it right. <laughs> sing it right. Just yeah. sing it right." Yeah. yeah. No. Like as awesome. Like we're talking about these guys are masters. They can do all this shit, which is 100 percent true. These guys are. They are just the fucking creative musical elite, really. However, you take Patton out of this band, I don't know. You lose a lot. You lose personality. Yeah, like a lot of personality. Like they, they weren't as quirky. Like, this- what's your second favorite band that Roddy Bottom is in? <laughs> Emma? <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> like, I'll sing Billy Gould's praises all day long. I love him. One of my favorite bass players. One of my favorite bass tones. I used to chase his tone. That was like what I was after. I wanted to model myself after that dude. I don't give a fuck about a single other thing he does. Like I just don't. <laughs> yeah, he's he's sort of like the soul of it. Yeah, and it, it has, yeah, it's his it's his yeah. band. It wasn't though. I mean, in the first again, the first that real thing, it really wasn't him. He was just filling in. No, no, Billy Gold. Oh, Billy Gold. Oh, yeah, it's his. Yeah. 
track this? five, Star AD. This exciting horn. Horns, man. More yeah. of that. Yeah, this is great. And I don't, God, every song's so great. It's so different. Star AD. And I don't want to, I can't, you can hear where some, where this, where the, I think he had a lot of say in this. Oh, yeah. This part, oh, like yeah. this, this is previous bands. This is everything that he just does. Horns are in it. I love horns. Billy's face. Yeah. So good. God, this must be cool live. <laughs> you see this live? And a predecessor to that big band swingish type sound that got real big. Yeah. Three years later, yeah, later nineties. Yeah, yeah, three years later, not the squirrel. Was it squirrel nuts? Squirrel nuts at first <laughs> with hell. And Zoot Suit Riot. Yeah, yeah. Cherry Poppin' Daddies. Yeah, yeah, there you go. That's right. That was a thing. It, 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 it took over, like, for three months, and then yeah. it stopped. Yeah, thankful, thank, yeah. thankfully. <laughs> and, like, we just heard him be smooth as fuck on evidence and, and some of Gentle Art of Making Enemies, and he'll do it here, too. But then he just midline will go insane mm-hmm. and just sound fucked up. Yeah. Like, not even like he starts screaming, but he just sounds fucked up. On purpose. It's ridiculous. And he's doing it on purpose. Yeah, he's ridiculous. <laughs> and it's hilarious it's and fun. amazing. You know, and that's what it's oh, fun. Yeah. There's a lot of passion in yeah. this because it's somebody who's just being, like you said, creatively elite yeah. Yeah. that no one's going to tell them what he's to do. He's just doing and listen, what he got, wants to do. Everyone's doing it. You got, what is this? Clanging like, in background? Yeah, just go into it. He's great. And you have to pay people to do some of this shit. So yeah, they had to go to like, they 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 had to go to somebody and say like, I need a, a saxophone player, and they yeah. paid a studio musician to come in and do it. But like, you don't know what you're getting out of it. This has a Tonight Show type feel. This part at least, not this. There's not. I think we talked about this with Angel Dust, where he said like, "Oh, let's leave it in, yeah. leave everything in." <laughs> you know, and these aren't short songs. This is a long album. Don't you feel Muppets? Yeah, yeah, dude. I can definitely <laughs> see Muppets. Yeah, I see Muppets yeah, when I this shit. Yeah. Animal freaking out. Animal, you got with uh, uh, Sir, uh, Sir Tooth. What was his name? Yeah, dude. Even Beaker rocking out. <laughs> Beaker'd be losing his fucking mind. Beaker. <laughs> Beaker didn't have a neck. <laughs> Ori only had a neck. Yeah. Um, track six. This is oddly Cuckoo for Kaka. Metal, too. This is the metal song. On Cuckoo for Kaka. And to listen to the lyrics of it, they're, they're deep. <laughs> it's something. This violates every sense. Yeah. This album does. It, 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 you know, people will talk about it. They won't say it. When they drive a car and it rumbles, they yeah. won't tell them that it tickles their ass and balls. And that's why they like it. And I know that's weird to say, but that's why people like the low rumble and the noise and all the effects. It's a visceral, sexual, aggressive motion. And that, this, this album, 
does that. And it also puts you to sleep. You can take a bath to some of these songs. Or you can drive fast. And, and would you... Do you, do you think this type of eclectic sound and all that stuff might have hurt them? Like, if they were just looking to be a successful band. Oh, like, look at I Nirvana. Mean, yes. Nirvana had a sound, <laughs> and then they ran yeah, with it. Yeah, of course, it. yeah. These guys could have probably been... It definitely hurt their potential for commercial success. Yes. Absolutely. And they never seem to care. Sometimes a band is just what they are. And thank goodness for yeah, them. Thank works. goodness for them. Yeah. I wouldn't I- want to hear a watered-down striving for commercial viability version of Faith No More. I, I wouldn't want that. I wouldn't want that either. You know, that's, we, just... we call that Incubus. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, that's we right. have... I still love that song. Well, I, well, I mean, like, you know, later. Yeah. But then um, The album that we listened to from Incubus, Science, Science. is, I think, their creative peak. And you then know? they went downhill after that. Yes. I didn't like Drive. We, but we, we talked... This came out the same time as the Goo Goo Dolls, yeah. which to me seems so produced. Yeah. So... I mean, the Goo Goo Dolls and that type of shit is wallpaper. Mm-hmm. And this, you could love it or hate it, but it is not wallpaper. <laughs> no. And it was the band... <laughs> Goo Goo Dolls were the band that I most likened to live for some reason. Oh, yeah. Like, when I read Goo Goo Dolls, I think that was the, that's what I was searching same for. Same kind of... Yeah. Collective Soul, live. Yeah. Yes. You know, Goo Goo Dolls. Old Dirty Bastard. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I could put one album on this podcast and that would be it. Older that, or, that or Ghostface Bulletproof Wallets. Really? Yeah. I, I, you know what I like. I, I listen to that on my own. I would like to hear your opinion on some of these things. Cough it up or go down. <laughs> and he can still do this today. Like, he's doing the thing I end up I'm gonna end up doing it my hair thins where you just you slick it back slick it back as hard as you fucking can yeah. Mike Patton definitely has that look but you the interviews you got in 95 to the 2015 interviews oh, it's, yeah. it's a di- again like I said it's, it's many years later oh, he's a friendlier Winded guy up here. vastly more friendly Leave it in. <laughs> That's fine. Yeah, no, 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 just no take. One take. Go. Yeah. Yeah, That's my favorite part. <laughs> just stop. Listen to our drummer, Puff. Being good, it gets you stuff. Mike Borden, the drummer's nickname was always Puffy. They call uh, him Puff. Puffy. Mm-hmm. Listen to our... Take it from our drummer, Puff. That's what he says. Mm. Take it from our drummer, Puff. When you play it. Being good, it gets you stuff. Mm. <laughs> and it ends. Oh, here we go. Uh, track seven, Carado Boador. Again, you think you have an idea. You just don't. Carado Boador. La, la Cates. Exactly. Goudreau. Cargillo. Pete. Some of these motherfuckers. My lips are moving, but 
has no sound. This, this some bands will say like every song is good. They're my children. Yes, this is true. Yeah, in this in this great. case, every song is a new and different child. If you are a parent, you understand. They're different people. Listen to that. Mm. I could definitely listen to an album of Faith No More doing this. Oh my god, all day. Hell yeah. Give me more of it. I could and listen to an album of Faith No More doing pretty much any of their Faith No More mm-hmm. shit. Like, really. Yeah. God, I need to learn how to learn. It'll be funny. I'm going to take a Rosetta Stone just to find out what he's, what he's saying. They did the, the, the Shoots and Foo song on yes. The Angel Does. I mean, they, they, when they speak different languages, it's all right in my book. No there needs to be you probably do have a good 35 minutes of them doing something like this if you took it from every album yeah maybe maybe no not 35 not maybe that 20, much, 20 minutes they got some chunks I'd take 20 minutes hell yeah midlife crisis sort of goes there maybe it's a little bit no and they do like the cover songs like the way they do shit so good Mike Borden, the drummer, Puff, uh, he's one of my favorite drummers, um, especially in the live context. I really love watching him play the drums. First of all, he sets his drum set up in a way that I cannot relate to on any level. I don't understand how he plays his drums. He uses, so if you're at no drum kits at all, he has rack toms, you know. He plays giant rack toms that are mounted in such a way that they are totally vertical. Like, the, the heads are completely on the top. They are mounted high, and they are large. Like, it looks like the most inappropriate place to put a drum. Like, how can you reach that in a, in a way that is reasonable? Um, but he is the most consistently hard-hitting drummer ever probably like every stroke looks like he's trying to just demolish the drum kit but having it high looks like it would it would would limit power i mean this motherfucker i remember back in the day roland the electronic musical instruments company they started making these really nice electronic drum kits called v drums they're still around to this day they're always upgrading them and i remember back in the day they used to have mike borden come in to test them for like durability like are these like playable like real drums and he would just come in and fuck them up and they'd be like all right we got to really work on this we gotta <laughs> we got more work to do here in this department he was the guy that's a, a little extra jing man nothing wrong with that yeah yeah i could listen to this <laughs> and every song it's okay to end the album we're going into track eight ugly in the morning mm. good one weird one <laughs> <laughs> when, when can you say <laughs> that about one. anything on this album? Truly one of the most unique and exciting albums we're gonna, ever going to do on this show. <laughs> it might sink far away and through an effect. <laughs> you did one thing wrong. You woke up. That's what he said. (laughs) There's so much reality in this. (laughs) I I can't can't say it right. Reality. Again, you come back. Love is a fist. I mean, Mr. Bungle out. 
they have a ton of reasons. I mean, Stub a Dub, the song about his dog dying. It's time to wipe your butt sliding down butt hill. I mean, it's a, it's, it really hurt him. He cries at the end of the song and shit. You know, <laughs> like this man holds nothing sacred, but yet, <laughs> yeah, yet it. It sort of feels like he does. It's weird. Like it's it's so based in reality and how absurd everything can be. Yeah. I sort of like to look at life like that. Like, you know, Carrie Fisher said, like, if life wasn't funny, then it wouldn't be true, and I can't live that way. <laughs> right. And if Faith the more sort of if Faith the more Mike Patton maybe in himself just sort of follows that. Except for Peeping Tom, I didn't like that album. I didn't like anything Peeping Tom. It's did. been a while. I have to go back to that one. There's like maybe one or two songs. Right? Phantomas, I was okay with. Yeah, I mean, I'm not. I don't love every album Mike Patton makes, but I love a lot of shit. I do too. It's it's always different, that's for sure. And oddly, I, I mean, Faith No More is his most normal musical project. <laughs> like, we're talking about how weird and fucked up this shit is. It's his most normal shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and he gets now that he has a little clout, like on Peeping Tom, I know, bro. He brought Nora Jones in. And she was not used at all, really, correctly. You know, I mean, it's just, just, hey, come in and sing fucker. Listen to this crazy fuck. Don't look at me. I'm ugly in the morning. It's a little, little taste of System of a Down, you know? <laughs> Pre-System of a Down. Yeah. That's what I say. This is so forward. Yeah, this down. band influenced a shitload of bands. Even a band you were in at one point. Yes. Almost sounded a lot like yeah. The, I, I, Faith No More. By the time that band came to be, Faith No More had been long broken up, yeah. you know, for a few years at least. And in my mind, we were going to be like, we were going to carry the torch. Yeah. You know, we were gonna we were gonna bring this kind of fire. It didn't work out in the long run. Well, here, this can be done live. I've seen yeah. live performances. Oh, yeah. Now, Bungle did. They wore masks. It was sort of fucked up. You couldn't really do it. But he well, just it, listen to him. Yeah, he can. He can do this. Jesus. And you can sing that anyway, and it will come off okay live. Track number nine, "Digging the Grave." Closest thing to a single. Yeah, I yeah. This was a single from this album. They had a music video yeah, for it. Yeah, it's, a, we it's talk just about, kind of a rocker. It's a rocker. We talk about what songs should be singles. Yeah. I think they did themselves a disservice by picking this one as a... I guess it was just the most palatable, normal choice. <laughs> Who knows? I mean, it's a great song. It's the still. most normal song, maybe. It is. Evidence was a single. or That was a CD single. I remember yeah. seeing that. I don't know if it got played on the radio. Can you imagine being a record executive and being like, okay, I need hits. I need hits, guys. Yeah. Come on. Good and luck, then, brother. And you listen to the whole thing, and you're like, I, is there uh, any way you can do it right? Just sing it right. Redo. <laughs> Redo the, all this whole thing. Influenced by anybody. I want to find a negative because we've been creaming over this the whole time. There's not a lot of negatives on this album. You know, this also defied the sound of the time. Yeah. Like they could have fallen into a trap where they're influenced by by your Nirvanas, by your Soundgardens, by by whoever was making money back then. 
I just I just had a glimpse at the track list here. I was thinking, I was like, all right, well, what are the shittier songs toward the end? This is an album where at different phases over its lifetime since it came out and 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 to you know recent years, I've had phases where I love portions of the album. Like there were early years where I loved the first half the best. And then years where I thought the second half is where it's at. And like all over the map. I love it all. And uh, it reminded me of an album like Bad Motorfinger, Soundgarden, where maybe, it's hard to say with this album, but maybe the more obvious like songs are the first half. And the second half are the more subtle textures, but every bit as good. Yeah. You just maybe... You know, maybe they don't slap you in the face as quickly, but but the songs that close out this album, all like we're on track nine it's right now out of fourteen. Five, yeah, fourteen, yeah. And the last bunch of songs, I fucking love. I, I, I and we, maybe it took me longer to love them, but I love them. I, I, I didn't hate the, any of the part of this album when I was a kid yeah. because it was so close to what I liked. Yeah. And it, this song, I would have probably say I, the first two songs in this, I'd probably be like, uh, I could do without. You know, I mean, I'm all right, but it's I still like them. Yeah. But we talked about it. Oh, well, I'll let the next one come in. Track 10. Take This Bottle. This is a great... <laughs> this is a great fucking damn. song, dude. Oh, man, this album but is fucking killer. Bad Motorfinger was an appropriate uh, comparison. Because yeah. you do you get to the regular hits and all that stuff, do you, or do you like them flexing and just doing yeah. what they comes naturally? And that's what the last part of that album is. Yeah, and this I, is, I feel like maybe it's similar. And this is just people doing whatever the hell they want yeah. for 14 fucking songs, and you just and doing it right. I can wait for you. Almost a country feel to it, you know. Far away, not treat you like the guy can do anything. He can sing so anything crazy. in the world. I mean. He can do. I know. Anything. I know he made his money, but he, he, he should, needs. He should get more. He needs more he money. Deserves he deserves more. He, he, join Mike Patton's Patreon. Yeah, jeez, Mike. <laughs> yeah, do you have a two hundred dollar level? I'll pay for it. Can I be on the Zoom? Yeah, <laughs> I'll request an album. This from Mike. guy is superhuman. Take this bottle. And just at the core of everything, there's all of this musicianship and technical ability and Mike's wild creativity, and there's an ever-present sort of sense of humor Mm -hmm. in there, sometimes prominently, right, uh, and sometimes in a more dry kind of way, but always there. You know, it's so great. It's it's it. Would I say this is a is a band as intense as Pearl Jam? No. They're not. Yeah. But yeah, if totally you really, way different. Way different. Way different. They're, they're trying to deal with their issues or whatever. This is just looking at yourself flawed yeah. and recognizing it and then vomiting it on the rest of the world. <laughs> and I, I will forever love Mike Patton for that. Yeah. Like, he makes you feel comfortable. I mean, and people forget. And we, I know it's going to sound weird. Early Mike Patton was a, it still just, actually, Mike Patton all the way through was a, is a good-looking guy. Oh, yeah. Never he's played handsome. off of I that. mean, he's... he's he got a little weird in these later years. He yeah, looks yeah, a little yeah. weird. No, he looks but like I a, mean, he's weird. Well, yeah, he's <laughs> a weird dude. There was a rumor of him going around, but he likes to fuck furniture. <laughs> there was a rumor like, oh, yeah. He, yeah, I don't know about all that. You know, but he is a weirdo. I just can't. I, I top five lyric, top five performer. I mean, I, 
You put Justin Timberlake and Mike Patton next to each other. <laughs> if they ever did a duet, I'd be like, "Ooh, that's entertainment personified." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'd listen. Don't judge me for putting Timberlake next to Mike Patton. Just be a good song. I know it. After this uh, show, have you ever listened to California, the Bungle album? It's been ages. Pink Cigarette. It's been ages. The one where he counts down his suicide. It's some of the best vocalization I've ever heard in my life. If they just took it seriously, this could have been a don't cry. Yeah. <laughs> they yeah. could have written this and that in their sleep. They just tried harder. They could have had patience. <laughs> you know? Uh, this was the a Bon deal, Jovi man. song. What is the Bon Jovi with it? man. This shit was just... The fucking... Uh, what is the Bon Jovi song where people are fucking in the hotel? What is <laughs> what? that one? There's a, there's a really nice Bon Jovi song. A, a, a ballad of sorts. I forget what it is off the top of my head. I, the video is of the unrequited love. It's two kids fucking in a hotel. Nice. Terrible. I'm, I'm, I hate the way I describe it. Good song, though. <laughs> sure it was. <laughs> I just don't know what it is. Sure it's great. You're going to look up Bon Jovi, kids fucking. <laughs> no, it, I know I have an idea what the song is. Bon Jovi. <laughs> That'd be terrible. Let me let me fuck up an almond joy here while we're at it. Oh, I always or I'll be there for you. I don't know which one. All right, Blaze of Glory was not Blaze of Glory. That's a great one. That's a great movie. I love that. I love, I love that jam, I actually, I love both that's Young Guns. That's a good jam. Movies. I ain't afraid to say it. No, fucking Blaze of Glory is fucking awesome. We're coming into track eleven now. Runaway. I too. suppose it's the title track, King for a Day. Good jam. This is the first entry of acoustic. Maybe. Wild sound of bass there, too. Love it. On Joby, too, gets fucking. <laughs> what were you doing? <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> Just doing research for the podcast. <laughs> I can't even sing like this. I can't make that sound good. Using an accent and everything. Still sounds like Doubling his voice because he can't yeah. really, he can't have a backup singer. 
Oh, sure, yeah. He, yeah, he layers his vocals. Yeah, he layers his vocals. Everybody does that. I think it's cheap. Sometimes I rappers, it's cheap. I think there's two things that make a hit song with rapping. It's about, it's about making a full-sounding production. I understand yeah. it, but yeah. for rapping, for when a hip-hop, I find it cheating. Yeah. Because uh, you can have two things that make a hit song. Well, three things. If you have Nate Dogg, that's one. That's number <laughs> sure. one. But you can't. He's dead God now. Rest so, is the doubling the vocals and just the standard clap beat. I love if you a clap. research it. If you research my it, my new band. Well, man, research it. A lot of hip hop. in the club and all that stuff. Yeah, all my band more than ever. I started using a lot of claps, auxiliary percussion, yeah. little like claps. tambourines. Claps, shit like that. Yeah, I was claps. all about it. Claps will get you immediate hit. Yeah, I'm, I'm convinced gets, of it. It just helps make the ass shake, you know? Yes, sir. That's the name of the game, ain't it? You can't eat it if they don't move their feet. Hell oh, yeah. Every song is built for live performance, too. Like, if you have just have, like, a four-colored light system, <laughs> yeah. that's all you need with any one, any of these things. The music, it just speaks for itself. You don't need a show to do it. But I'm, you've seen them. Do they put on, like, a elaborate stage show? Uh, well, the last time I saw them, it was kind of wild. Everything was white. They were wearing white, head to toe. The whole set was white. The stage, the instrument, like, like their amps, everything was white. With just shitloads of colorful flowers everywhere, <laughs> everywhere. That's all. Awesome. Yeah, it was. It was the riders and terrible. Yeah, the they didn't go. Awesome. They didn't go crazy with like lights or, or that type of stuff. But just the set. It's impossible it to wild. film too. It's they, really funny. Yeah, the camera phone, you couldn't film it. Yeah. It would just be yeah. Well, look it up on their last tour. They. Uh, that's what they were doing. All white with flowers. <laughs> and that's the type of that's. Speaks to me, man. Like they came this, out. I'm just like, what the fuck is if, this? And like, if this ever, like, if the grunge ever or anything we ever did took off, mm. you'd have to realize what it is for is what it is. These guys, they, these guys see themselves. I, I'm telling you, this is the most grounded band ever because <laughs> they know what they're doing, and they don't, and they're not pretentious. That's why I love them. That's what I didn't like Pearl Jam for many years. It's pretentious. It's how pretentious I thought uh, they were. Just a just a whole different vibe, you know. Oh, thank God I, I'm 43 and realized I was wrong. Yeah. Vitology has taught me all of that. <laughs> this is the best party I've been to. He sounds so thrilled. How do you not laugh? It's hey, you're playing this like you're going nuts on this. Like, Best party I've ever been to. Help me, I'm here! There's none of that. Listen to this part. Don't let me die with that silly look in my eyes. You can. Okay. There's a lyric again on California that makes me. A song called Retro Vertigo that brings tears to my eyes. Yeah. Staring, it says staring into glassy eyes, mesmerized. And it's like the only lyric where I'm like, he means it. It's not like this is the best party I've ever been to. He's crying. Listen to that acoustic guitar go. All right, fuck it. Let's play Wind to Change. 
Oh, wow. I would I'm be shocked. <laughs> you have a very low tolerance for some. No, no attention. No, I, I love this show. Yeah. I love that Winds of Change is the hammer that just <laughs> executes the things that we hate so much. The axe. Leonard Cohen dark. <laughs> he keeps saying it. It keeps getting scarier. Oh, perfection. Exquisite. Track number 12 coming up. What a day. How do they keep doing this? Love this. Mm. Oh, yeah, this is a banger. like this where it's like <laughs> it's just us going yeah and they, they, next week the Beavis and Butthead emails come in fuck them <laughs> if you can look it in the face and hold your vomit <laughs> I might the high too like yeah, yeah i fall yeah. out of getting high real quick <laughs> like i've been like on a fucking ride with this thing oh man track 13 Larry. of 14 the last to know flexing this is this tough. one took me a little while i remember years and years ago i wasn't so into it and then it became like a highlight of the album well, it's to me it's him just yelling over his own band <laughs> it's and subtle, like man. And just trying to get over them and they're competing to me it just it has that 
soaring vibe, yeah. you know? It's just everyone is trying so hard to be better than the next man. <laughs> this is what it means to me. It's competition, and this this one means. God, I'm high. I'm using words out of order and shit. Like, like <laughs> what the fuck was in that? This is great. Oh, will it ever get better than this? This bad motor finger? I don't know. Fucking 96 is gonna suck. <laughs> There's some good shit. Alright. Some good shit. got a nice little chunk of 95 left to go we've been oh, riding yeah. in 95 for a bit i think i think it's a high water with you know the high water mark of the scene everybody everyone yeah. started releasing music at this point yeah well and we've been listening to more stuff mm-hmm. but that yeah but, and we have to revisit i think we should revisit 92 93 maybe 94. so some i mean stuff. we've been doing random stuff we we put out a uh, you guys, uh, last week, I guess it'll be, you guys got an extra episode on the main feed. We yeah. did a classic album, Holy Diver. That was a fucking, that was totally, a you know, that was from, what, 83 that yeah. was or something? Sure. 82, 83? I didn't know we were doing an episode on that album. Yeah, on that album, and I was like, I was just, I thought I was just explaining. I just want to make it clear with the with the release of that episode, a classic album. It ain't grunge. It's not even in the timeline. It's a complete... I think we're I, doing I think what we want to do on Friday. Yeah, if, I think there should be some lights. It's our favorite album. Should at least be covered. I mean, we're yeah. both doing this. Yeah, but fine. And who the fuck's listening? <laughs> I mean, it, it, like I do put myself in a mind state that other people are here. Yeah, it's that's what this big ring means to me. Right. Like when it's off, I'm like, now it's just me and you. Right. Like to me, this is everyone listening to us listen to this great fucking album, and we already know the great. I'll wait. We'll wait till we get to that point. But we oh, already sure, know what this sure. is going to yeah, be. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hmm. This is for me, at least. The best. I love this progression. Mm. It's that. It's that. That subtle little vocal melody and inflection that he has mm. in this track, that for me, sells it. It's such a subtle thing. He's not doing anything wild. It's just a little... I don't know. There's when he, something about when he's shit he's doing here. When he's in this tone, yeah, I appreciate it more because it's... It's 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 more than the other ones, but the, yeah. with like his blah, blah, that that freak yeah. out. I mean, know? if he just wanted to be a really nice, a crooner, good singer, he could be that. He could be that. He could be a crooner. He could be a rock. He could be a, a standard hair metal band rock star. He uh, could definitely make thrash albums. He could make thrash albums. This guy is a Swiss Army knife of talent. Yeah. We we talk about Chris Cornell being some uh, god MC, you know, with, with the best. Yeah. But he can't help himself. Yeah. Chris Cornell was just a really good singer, and he could yeah. move it around. But this type yeah. of Chris Cornell was just born a rocket ship, a rocket, and ship. he was just on. And they, like <laughs> when we talk, what is that? A brother? He had to be stopped. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, uh, this this guy is so dynamic. He has earned my. I mean, at a young age, I, I respect him. Yeah, yeah. He's definitely super high. Up. All time lead singers for me as well. Even if, even if he's your bottom five, you just know. And he can do everything. Yeah. And it sucks that you have to realize that if you hate this guy. <laughs> yeah.
Get, enter 15 minutes of a train stopping. <laughs> <laughs> Our final track, guys. It's called Just a Man. And to me, it's a big fuck you. <laughs> it's not really it's like a, great a good, good song. It's just like, hey, man, it's over and you just did it. This one, particularly, you know, that last third of this song, you really seem like, in this whole song, you see him flex these different things. He's mm-hmm. doing this vibe. He'll open up a bit. It's all great. And then at the end, you're just like, yep, that's Mike Patton. Yeah. Being a fucking, <laughs> being a Mike Patton. <laughs> it's a, this is the end oh, yeah, of, a, of a, this is an end. This is a movie credit rolling scene. What have you just been through? So beautiful. So structured. Structured so well. Do you and do you think in a lot of these we've been listening to uh, Faith and More for quite some time? They're only like. It's weird. It's very close. It's very. I'm gonna say something far away, but it's closer than you want it to be. They're about a half a mile from Polka. <laughs> they can be. They can be. Yeah. Yeah. At I mean, moments. If you wanted to turn something up, one thing up, they would be Polka. They do veer into some fucking gospel territory. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. Like soul. Can you be one of five of the, one of his five characters? <laughs> yeah. Mike Patton. Pronouns. That bass just never quits. No, from Billy Gold. Billy Gold. Everyone. It's keyboard work. I'm not killing it. This is some 80s songs where they will fucking murder you with the keyboard. This, yeah. <laughs> this is where it needs to be. I think who does a keyboard well. The fix. The I almost had a fucking heart attack last night freaking out about Robert Palmer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you were. This is a bad motherfucker. <laughs> I was in love with Robert Palmer. Hey, you called me up. You look like Robert Palmer. I was like, yeah, yeah thanks, dude. man. I was so <laughs> I'm in Robert Palmer is weirdly attractive. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Those the models. You said they were, like, weird-looking to you. I it's just a, picture, a weird vibe, you know? Yeah. But it's great. It's, a fever, it. it's a fever dream. Yeah. Since no one's playing instruments, nothing's plugged in, <laughs> their nails are done, you know, it's just a beast. Man was born to love. Man. To just rattle that bass, Billy. Like Icarus, to fly too high, and far too lonely than he ought. To kiss the sun of east and west And hold the world at his behest To hold the terrible power To whom only gods are blessed But me, I am just a man Yeah, listen to this shit Take me there Mike's, Mike's about to Fall off the hook. Yeah, well, it, it is, this isn't gonna last. You wanted to. If it ended this way, you'd be like, yeah! yeah. You couldn't just leave well, well enough can't alone. Leave well enough alone. This is how it should have stopped. Fucking choirs and shit. 
Gotta. That's passion, man. Ah, the spirit's in me, man. <laughs> Testify. King for a day, fool for a lifetime, Jerry. Mm. Exquisite. Yeah. That's really something else, that's that fucking just, album. Just, the, the way, it's there's a not a crapper on there. There's not a shitty song not, on there. Not a crapper in sight. The album is, you can't even really structure it. Like We talked about like good structure. We flipped the Dio song last time, and then it made it, a, a, I think, yeah, almost I got, a better album, because I tried it the I other way. So. And it's just, you can't sequence this. Yeah. This is every song is so different. Yeah. So good. Like, I don't know where else to go yeah, with it. Yeah, I mean, honestly, if you... It gets my opinion. If I have to sit here and, and, like, find a criticism or complaint or weak spot, I really don't know. That went on for about two stanzas too long. I, mean, think? I think they did that on purpose. Like, where's yeah, the, I, yeah, but yeah that, I don't that, mind. But that's... The, like, it, there's it, not a song on there I want to delete. Mm-hmm. There's not a fucking anything. No. You know, I, I love... I love it all. I can't. Yeah, I mean, this is as close to a perfect album. Yeah, that I've that for me. And again, you know me, my tastes. Yeah. This this was always going to yeah, be this that is way. An a? You told me when you this called is me. What it is? It's an A plus for me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't even know <laughs> yeah, whatever that means. Yeah, you I, I don't. Me. I don't have a complaint. You called me today. I was like, what album are you doing? So I have to look up. <laughs> fuck. I had one of the notes was that somebody poisoned a bunch of people in, in China with sarin. <laughs> I was like, I didn't want to start off that way. But like, what album am I doing today? You know. And then you told me that. I was like, oh, okay, good. And we didn't even talk about. It. I was like, okay, see. You know, it was like, I, I was so happy, Yeah, but I forgot what it's, again, I very rarely listen to headphones, mm. the car stuff. So hearing it's this nice, album right? in headphones, and, nice. and neither one of us really talked a lot. I think I talked the most out of this album. Yeah. You were just singing, yeah, yeah, enjoying it. I hope you enjoyed this, guys. This this is a top Guys, top really, band. really do yourself a favor. Go listen to this, man. Mm-hmm. Faith no more, king for a day. Um, you sh- you should really give it give it some spins. This mm-hmm. this thing is out of control. Uh, so good. Put on the headphones. You know, light a candle. Mm. Get yourself a little mystified in the brain, and and dig into this fucking wild ride. I I, I normally I say like do your dishes and shit like that. I would say do exactly what Joseph Joseph just <laughs> yeah. said. Dose Joseph just say have a have a, a dimly lit room and. Just make the effort. Pay it. Pay attention to it. Is really what we're getting mm-hmm. at. We're saying some active listening because is what this album deserves. Layers upon layers. Yeah. If you don't like the music, you're going to love the lyrics. It's a like lot of the, fun. It's so much fun. I mean, this is a fun album. Mm-hmm. We like so many different albums for so many different reasons. Allison Chains has this vibe, and Doom. and all these bands have these vibes, you know. And and you know, even though they they all have varying uh, levels of versatility, different ranges mm-hmm. of things that they can do and do well. Um, this album is just so much fun to listen to. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just, you know, especially as a new listener, 
you don't even know what the fuck's coming at you next. (laughs) You know, we're kind of familiar with it. We've heard it. Mm -hmm. And so we're like, yeah, yeah, I love this jam. But like, oh my gosh, listen to this jam for the first time in your life. I'm jealous of somebody that gets to do that. You're being reborn and you're going to be punch drunk at the end. There's not one thing you can say. I mean, evidence is on this. Anything slow on this album is is just is a master class and yeah. if you can if you can practice any of these I, I imagine as a musician practicing being you know you have to listen to songs you try to emulate it yeah it's hard with this well man. and and what makes all of you know we talk about each of these little different weird flavors that faith no more mm-hmm. gets into they do this vibe and that vibe and that vibe every one of them while cool it's it's coolness is accentuated by the other shit they do. When they're doing a song like fucking, I don't know, Caffeine or something dark and crazy mm-hmm. like on Angel Dust, and then we hear, you know, Evidence. Mm-hmm. Evidence screams out so much more because it's so different. Very, very like different. all these things, you're like, holy fuck, how did the band that did that do that right. and do them both so good? And losing a guitarist, a really yeah. good guitarist. Yeah, hardly slowed him down. Didn't stop him at all. Made <laughs> like, him better. Like Jim Martin was a legit contributor to that band. Mm-hmm. Like it's not like he was a fucking pointless member. Right. He was a significant member early on. And for him to be gone and they still do this, fuck you, man. That's fucking It's great. It's shocking. They're they're amazing. Mm-hmm. Truly an amazing underrated band that should go down amongst the very best in the annals of rock and roll mm-hmm. history. Oh, the only the only thing left is all of fame. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sadly, I doubt they'll ever I, get that. I but I, I boy, put, they should put no faith in that institution. Yeah. By the way, boy, they should get that. They really should. You know, whatever that means, they just should have as much recognition to as many people as possible. Like right. people should be aware of these records and mm-hmm. get them and fucking but what, what are the, tell your friends. And what are the odds of Mike Patton not wearing anything that would be fitting? Just another one of his band shirts. <laughs> like, right. It would be cool if, like, if he went in and like he yeah. was wearing a Phantoma shirt to a Faith No More's Hall of Fame yeah. induction. Yeah, one but, can't put anything past the guy. No. Right. Uh, well, thank you, everyone. Visit thegrungepodcast.com. Send us the money and <laughs> send us pics, right? Anything else? Yeah, send me pics, especially the one uh, people who are critical of other people's looks. Just say, just send pics. I, let's let's look at you. Yes. Let's look. Let's at see what you, you look yeah. like. Okay, yeah, send Danny. me a video. Danny, did I just make that up? Was it Danny? Oh, I don't. I'm not talking to her exclusively. I am. Danny, Danny. send us pics. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, we'll see you soon, everybody. Don't be a square. Customing can help you recognize employees, show customer appreciation, and outfit your teams with your favorite products and brands customized with your logo. At customink.com, you can easily make your mark on all sorts of products, including water bottles, backpacks, polos, jackets, and so much more. Make Customink your go-to business partner with great customer service, quality products, and all-in pricing with personalized help when you need it, and an easy-to-use website when you don't. All backed by a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go to customink.com to get started today. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. 
and why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 